has 74,000 members, a 40,000 square foot office and conference center, is over 40 years old, hosts one of the largest EdTech conferences anywhere, and supports educators around the world advance teaching and learning through the use of technology. If you guessed TCEA, you're right. TCEA, the Texas Computer Education Association, is a powerhouse of a nonprofit organization in the EdTech field. And in this episode, we're thrilled to have Mrs. Lori Gracie, the TCEA Executive Director, and Dr. Ronnie Gonzalez, the current TCEA President and Assistant Superintendent of Operations at Navasota ISD. We'll learn all about TCEA, its mission, its beginnings, the incredible conference it holds yearly, and we'll even take a look into the future of EdTech. It's a fascinating dialogue with two very dedicated and talented educators. So, let's talk tech with TCEA and sail away in this episode of EdTech on Deck. Hello, 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 and welcome to EdTech on Deck 2023, our first episode of the new year, episode seven of this school year. I'm so excited about our guests. I know I say that every time I come on this podcast, but I am really super excited about these two guests because they are near and dear to my heart. Uh, we have the executive director, Ms. Lori Gracie from TCEA and the current board president and assistant superintendent from Navasota ISD, Dr. Ronnie Gonzalez, both with TCEA, Texas Computer Educators Association, of which I was a member and served on the board for several years. They are an absolutely wonderful organization helping educators from all over the world integrate technology in the classroom, uh, find ways to creatively engage students in the classroom. They run one heck of a convention and exposition. We're going to be talking about that. So welcome to Lori and Ronnie. Thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us on EdTech on Deck. We're thrilled to be here, Roland. Yes, thank you, Brandon. Thank you so much for asking. Two, two very, very talented and, and dedicated uh, educators. Let's just jump right in. Lori, for, for those listeners that have never heard of, of TCEA, give us, give us the elevator pitch. What is it? What is TCEA all about? Well, I'm going to defer to Ronnie on this one because, you know, it's, it's one of the things that our board so, so are good at is explaining about what TCEA Go, Ronnie. You're, you're, on, you're on the hot seat. I'm on. All right. So I'm on the hot seat. All right. So I like to tell, right? I like to tell people that TCA is a nonprofit association made up of educators just like you from around the globe uh, that work to advance teaching and learning uh, through technology. And so we offer professional development opportunities. We offer academies, certifications, and uh, several exceptional conferences throughout the year, such as the Elementary Technology Conference that is in every summer in, in sunny Galveston, Texas. We all have a system administrator and technology support conference. And as uh, newly this year, we added a conference just for librarians and media specialists. And so, and of course, uh, the TCA convention and expo uh, that'll happen later this month. Um, we're 13 days out from that one. We're very excited. Uh, but so you guys aren't busy right now at all, are you? No, we're not busy at all. <laughs> TCA is a perfect organization for any educator or techie to connect with others uh, collaborate in their specific roles, grade levels, or subject matter. And it's been just a great organization for me to, to connect with other colleagues from around the, the state and the nation and the world. 
Now, some people that, that do know of TCA uh, associated with Texas because originally the Z stood for, for Texas, but you're, you're more than just Texas, are you not? Yes, we cover, we have 74,000 members around the world in most countries, in almost every state. I think there's two that we still don't have members in. And, and we need to storm those states tonight. I know. We're prepared <laughs> to support teaching and learning at every level and all the way through college. Uh, and then for professional development, professional learning experiences, we're here to help everyone learn better through the use of technology. And and I think one of the unique things about you is, is the way your board is structured. Um, you have an executive board and then you have a area directors uh, for each of the 20 service centers here in Texas. But you're all, Ronnie, you're all volunteers and you're all, I mean, to be on the board, you still have to, you have to be a practicing ed, practicing educator. You have to be in the field. Is that correct? Correct. Yes, you have to be a practicing educator uh, connected to either school district or college or region uh, in one of the areas of Texas currently. So, 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 given that um, TCA, while it is centered on on technology, I mean, y'all y'all talk about pedagogy. You talk about teaching practices, uh, Lori. I know there is there are several uh, different um, pedagogical tools that you do you do training on as well. Um, yeah, we, we really emphasize uh, brain-based teaching and learning. We emphasize the latest research. So what has been proven to work in the schools? Because there's so much that we have to do now to help kids learn, so much content to cover. You don't want to use a strategy or uh, an instructional tool that has been proven not to be as effective. You definitely want to know that. So we really emphasize that. And then we embed the technology into those pieces. It reminds me of the, the TPAC model, the uh, TPACK model of, of, of technology integration, where you have technology, but pedagogy has to play a strong part in that. You can't just toss out a tool, a technology tool, and expect it to, to work miracles unless it's rooted in good teaching and, like you said, practice and, and research. Exactly. So how did TCA come to be? How, how long has the organization been around? Who, who thought of this? And uh, we were formed in 1980, okay? Um, there were a group of people who were starting to teach computer science across the state. It was uh, brand new. And uh, they happened to be going to the University of North Texas, uh, taking a course on how to teach this. And Dr. Jim Perot of the university was meeting with them. And after a class one day, and he said, hey, you know, y'all should get together because there's a lot you can share because there were for those of you who are young, there was no web. There was hardly any email. There was hardly anything at that time. Wow. No, no way to share things, I know. And so they got together. They had their first conference uh, a few months later, had their elected their officers, uh, wrote a constitution and a bylaws, and got started. And, and they started off with just 144 members. And again, now we've grown to 74,000 members. So um, all of them have been dedicated to the use of technology for teaching and learning. And they're just amazing people. So age of 80, that puts you now at 30? 30, 30, 30, 40, 43 years. 43. Oh, geez, I'm, I'm off a whole decade here. 43 years. I think back, you know, I, I, I was in education for 30 years before I retired and went to work for, for Ed Leo. I was tech director for 14. When I look back just 14 years ago, um, I like I had no iPads to manage because iPads hadn't even been invented yet. So you think about where we've come in 43 years with with technology. You guys have just seen the gamut. You've seen everything. And and I'll tell you, 
Roland, I've been a member. This is how old I am. I've been a member of TCA since 1982. And you I, three years old when you joined the organization, Lori. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I remember going to the conference, and uh, we still have, of course, the conference proceedings here. Uh, they were done up on an Apple, a 2E computer using Apple Writer, printed out on a block matrix printer, and it was topics like uh, mech software and um, I'm trying to think what else, oh, which came along a couple of years later. And in those benefits, <laughs> and that's where we were. We were so excited. But it was cutting edge. I mean, that, that's, that, it was exciting stuff. I think it would be great at a convention one year to have like a throwback room where you're just doing these. I think I think people would love you to sit through a, a print shop or remember Clippy, what was the, the, the little uh, <laughs> from Word? So wonderful organization, been around for 40-something years. How did each of you uh, come to know TCA and become involved? Because, uh, Lori, I know you you have a background in education as well. Well, Ronnie, why don't you go first on this? Yeah, sure. Uh, so I became from in 2001. Uh, I was teaching at Navasota Junior High, and that was the desktop publishing teacher and also the campus technology specialist. And so I ventured off to Austin uh, for our first convention here, and uh, I became a member of, in 2001 or so. Uh, I was technology specialist at the campus level for about three years, and then I got called to move up to technology director. And so I was technology director in Navasa for about eight years after that, and then moved up into um, chief administrative officer and now uh, assistant superintendent. So I've been with uh, TCA for about 21, 21 years or so now, uh, and I've been on the board for about 10 years as well. Tell, tell, tell the listeners about your, your your board involvement. What all does that entail? I know you started probably as the area director. Of course, we all did when we joined the board. Uh, what kind of things do, do you do in those roles on the board? I did. So 2012, I was uh, elected to the board, uh, area six is the College Station, Navasota, Huntsville, uh, C area. And so basically we, we kind of are a, the arm of TCEA kind of bringing and connecting with uh, technology directors, librarians, and teachers in our respective areas and kind of promoting technology and promoting groups to where they can have conversations, they can network, uh, they can share ideas, ask questions of what's working, what's not working in their school districts, kind of build that network of, of colleagues uh, so that they can use technology to kind of benefit the and empower students in the classroom. And so basically, I, um, I did that for about eight years. Then I moved up into the executive committee at TCA, being the vice president this year. And then this year, my, my, my year presidency, next year, I'll be the past president. And and then either step off or run And then again. either step off or run again. Yes, down. So I, I, I told our listeners I was on the board, and, and I very much like Ronnie, uh, served as area director. I, I think I served in every role there was on the board at, at one time or another. I, I, I did it all. Uh, very rewarding. Um, and, and my hat's off to those that are still on the board. They, they give so much of their time, so much of their talent, uh, really just to help other people. Uh, TCA is just one of those organizations that just loves to reach out and help. So, Lori, how did you fall into to your role here? 
I, um, in 1982, um, TEA was starting to look for people to teach this new course called Computer Literacy in the Middle Schools uh, in Texas, and they came to Aldean ISD, where I was teaching at the time. I had an Apple IIe computer in my classroom. I was the journalism teacher, and we used that one computer to put out our paper. And so my school selected me and nominated me for TEA and <laughs> teaching the Computer Literacy course. Uh, they brought in... 15 Commodore 64 computers into a lab with five and a quarter inch floppy drives and almost no software. And uh, they gave us two hours of training. And then they brought in 60 kids <laughs> to the lab and said, okay, make them computer literate. So that's how I got started. I really enjoyed that. It was very challenging, but it was a great time to network and meet other people who were doing the same thing because there were many of us. Um, I became a tech director at Aldean, still very active with TCA, and then um, the area director for the Houston area was unable to continue serving, had some family issues, and so they asked, they appointed me to the board at that point, and I served on the board as the area four director, and then I moved and I came to area 13 and served as the area 13 director in the Austin area, um, became convention chair and president and past president. Um, I just love this organization, and it has meant so much to me and to my sister, who is a tech director, and my son, who is a band director. They, it, it's helped all of us to be better at what we do in education. Kennedy came. They had an opening for the executive director position. I was just like, this is, this is definitely a sign. Um, I would love to do this, and I was very fortunate in that they hired me and have kept me on, and I love this organization and the people I get to work with. Your, your passion shines through, Lori. We all know that. How long have you been in the position of executive director? Um, finishing up my 14th year right now. But doing remarkable work. You know, people think nonprofit, uh, uh, but I mean, there are nonprofits. I belong on several nonprofits here in San Antonio, Port Military Children or Special Needs Kids. But you've grown into quite a, a quite an organization. You have actually, in addition to the board, you have full-time staff that work in a in an actual physical office yes we have 20 staff members who work here in austin um and and help us to do everything we do when i came on 14 years ago we had nine staff members and nine thousand members so you can see the growth we've had and that's that is due quite frankly to the mission and and how strongly tcea supports that mission and to the fabulous volunteer leaders that we have that understand what our members need and are always working to make sure that they have what they need and that we can provide that. And you have an office in in Austin uh, that's not only office space, but it's actually a, a, a conference center as well. We have a fabulous 40,000 square foot building that we own here in Austin. Um, the front half is staff space. The back half is a full conference center with um, a, a conference room itself that will hold around 400 people and then five uh, breakout rooms, uh, uh, commercial kitchen. Uh, we use it for some of our events, and then we also rent it out to other organizations um, who want to come and use our facilities because we have great internet and our coffee isn't $80 a gallon like it is. <laughs> so those are the listeners, if you're in the Texas area, you're looking for a place to hold a fantastic conference, the TCA office in Austin is available uh, for rent. Speaking of conferences, you've got... You mentioned it earlier. We've got a big convention and exposition right around the bend this year. 
Uh, the TCA Annual Convention and Exposition will be in my hometown, beautiful San Antonio, Texas. Tell us a little bit about um, if you were to attend the TCA Convention and Exposition, what would you expect to see? How many people do you draw in? Talk about the exhibit hall, all that good stuff. Ronnie, why don't you start and I'll wrap up afterwards. Sure. Uh, so we're very excited about these power hours we're implementing this year. They're about from 9.30 to 10.45 in the morning. And we have some great educators. Uh, starting off on Monday, we have Dr. Adam Sines with the power of a teacher. And he's basically going to share how impactful educators are uh, for our students. Tuesday with Dr. Michael in the hall, so he's a uh, Dallas ISD superintendent with the message of innovative leadership. And so we're very excited to have him. On Wednesday, we have Joe Dombrowski, and he is basically a fun, uh, fun humorous, creative teacher out of the Michigan, state of Michigan, uh, basically sharing his approach to teaching and learning. And then on Thursday, we close it out with uh, Caitlin DeBellis, uh, a Sandy Hook teacher who shows, uh, shares her inspirational story of heroism uh, and grace with uh, all the educators. So we're very excited about that. We have great hours. We have poster sessions. We have area meetups scheduled. We have a social-emotional learning room. Uh, based on SEL topic, plus some um, stations and activities for people. So we have some great things planned this year. About how many people do you expect to show up in, in beautiful San Antonio for, for the conference? We typically will have between ten and 12,000. Wow. Um, we have more than 700 sessions over the four days, Monday through Thursday, January 30th through February 2nd. Um, we have... Um, more than 460 exhibiting companies right now and our exhibit hall just to give you an idea is bigger than four football fields so if you want to know anything about a product in ed tech whether it's hardware software network whatever web hosting in our conference and this is the place to come ed leo is one of the fabulous places that's going to be there and we appreciate our exhibitors who partner with us to help achieve the things we need to achieve we are excited to be there. This will be my first conference on what we call this side of the fence, I guess. Uh, so it'll be my first time as an exhibitor. But Atlio will be there, booth 772, I believe. Um, look us up. We, we'd love for you to stop by the booth and, and see us there. As an attendee, as, as a board member, um, I, I never walked away from the TCA convention and exposition not feeling one horribly exhausted, while at the same time incredibly energized, it was the straight. It's the strangest feeling, especially those of us uh, board members that have, that were working the event. Um, we maybe didn't get to go attend everything, but as we watched the attendees come in that first day, some of them looking like deer in the headlights because it's 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 a big conference. Um, but you see them walk away, or you see them walk out of a session with just their eyes all lit up, just like excited about what they just learned about ready to put that into action, or, or they met an ex, uh, a vendor on the hall that, that, that may be able to transform uh, what they're doing in the classroom or at the district level. It's just so much fun to watch that excitement come over them. And, and kudos to you guys for continuing to put on a, a fantastic conference. Now, it used to be mainly in Austin. I traveled a little bit. I know uh, TCA was in Dallas for a bit. San Antonio, I believe you go back to Austin next, next year. year. And then uh, back to San Antonio. So there's still room, I imagine, Lori, if people want to come. Yep. There are still some hotel rooms, not many, but there are some other rooms available that aren't in our block. They're available. 
You can still register up through the end of the event. I will also say that one of the things that makes TCEA's conference unique from perhaps other ed tech conferences is we have something for every different type of educator. So if you're a superintendent, if you're a school board, you know, you're a librarian, if you're an elementary principal, if you're um, the director of transportation, uh, we have people coming from, uh, let's just send a webinar with them from TxDOT Transportation because they know they're going to get resources here. They're not going to find other places. So we have something for everyone. Um, if you go to our website, convention.tca.org, um, you look for sessions and we have lists of recommended sessions because again, 700 can be mean to go through. And so if you are a middle school math teacher, we would have some recommended sessions for you that have been selected by other math teachers. So that's a great place to start. Fantastic. Well, I, I look forward to it. Of course, I look forward to seeing you, both of you, as well as the rest of my uh, TCA friends. Uh, above and beyond the, the, the support that we've talked about, all the things that are offered to, to members, the convention and exposition, TCA is also very uh, involved in advocating for educators in Texas and around the globe um, through, through different uh, um, means. Uh, you actually have someone full-time on staff, I think. We still have an advocacy person on staff. Uh, I know the board uh, talks about it. What kinds of things um, could we attribute to TCA or what are you working on? Um, maybe something you've been most proud of that you got pushed through the legislation or something like that. And, and what's on the horizon as far as advocacy goes? Um, I think there's just so much. We do have a full-time staff member who does nothing but advocacy here at our office. We also work with a lobbying team to help us uh, get in the doors and get the bills passed that we need to. Um, if you have computer science in your district, you can thank TCEA. Um, if you receive TEMA funds, you can thank TCEA. Um, if you've gotten lending grants in the past, you can thank TCEA. We were instrumental in bringing all that in. Um, this year, excuse me, we have four main areas we're working on, um, and we've got these from our members. Okay, so we, we ask them, what do you need? How can we help? Uh, one is cybersecurity and infrastructure. Um, all the ransomware attacks, all the districts have had with this. Uh, we are asking for uh, funding um, and for training requirements um, to help schools combat this terrible problem. Uh, we are working on broadband. There are still many places in Texas and around the world where you can't get, you know, uh, frighteningly, I, I was talking to a person last week and they are still using dial-up in their school library. Dial-up, okay, because there is no faster internet available to them right now, okay? So For we're- those of you watching the live stream, maybe, maybe it's, it's a little humorous because Ronnie keeps cutting in and out, but <laughs> maybe he'll benefit from this advocacy. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, I mean, it, it is. It's just terrible. And, the, and that's true everywhere, you know. So how do we make sure that every child, every educator has access to fast bandwidth so they can do the things they need to do to learn? Um, oh. Excuse me. We also are asking for dedicated funding for more teacher professional development for the technology-related courses. Uh, we have new K-8 technology applications texts. Um, and if you think we don't need to be teaching kids how to use technology, you are very confused um, because they need to be taught correctly how to use the technology, the best practices, how to be safe and still use it as a tool. And so we are looking to increase that as well as to get more teachers certified in computer science because not every district can find someone to come in and teach that. And we know how important that is. And then finally, we'll be working on virtual learning. 
Um, we know back from COVID, we had some issues uh, where everybody, of course, obviously had to learn remotely. Or there were some problems with that. That was because, you know, basically it happened over, hey, tomorrow uh, you're all teaching remotely. Good luck, um, which nobody's planned to do that. But that's how it ended up. Um, we believe that there are pieces of remote learning, of learning virtually, that can still happen and should still happen. I'm not talking necessarily about full-time remote, but I'm talking about there are times, if you run the flipped classroom, for example, where the students need to be working on their technology, and then when they come to class, the teacher is working with them to make sure they understand what they're doing and they're not repeating mistakes and things. So um, the Texas Virtual Learning Commission has issued their report uh, in December uh, that they were charged to do and we will probably have several bills coming out of that recommending that more training be provided to teachers in how to do virtual teaching, digital teaching, and learning with that. And so that's this session. Well, you've got people there. I mean, it, it, even those four things, those four things could, could really transform what's going on in the classroom. So kudos to you and your advocacy team and, and, and the entire board for working in that direction. Let's switch from advocacy now just to ed tech in general. Always exciting things. Lori, you said, you know, when you started, you're on a, you know, floppy disks and, and uh, uh, Commodore computers. What's, where do you see the future? I mean, I know it's hard to look in that crystal ball. What's, what's the hot topics right now in, in education uh, that are going to affect the, the classroom uh, either now or what are you seeing five, 10 years down the road? Either of them. Do you want to start with this one? Sure. Uh, one of the, one of the top topics is that T and basically AI and how uh, computers are becoming so intuitive that they're basically writing research papers for you or writing content for you and could possibly do people's jobs in the future. And so um, it's understanding how to use that effectively in the classroom and not let it scare you. Uh, students will still need to learn. Uh, students will still need to, teachers will have to adjust how they ask questions in order so that students won't be able to use this type of technology just to answer their questions verbatim. So teachers will, will need to create questions where students will have to analyze information and answer these questions rather than just asking factual uh, questions and just getting some type of something regurgitated to them from one of these AI or chat. And so I think, uh, but no, it's funny. You mentioned that we're actually, we're doing breakout sessions at our, at Leo booth and uh, not breakout, but a uh, little booth presentations, 10, 10 minute presentations. And I'll be doing one on using chat GPT to help you with social media and, and your website. Uh, so many times we've got to come up with a story really quick and yeah. get it out there. Uh, and these AI tools can at least be a springboard for you, get you your mind when when you're stuck in that that writer's rut uh, to get your mind kind of free and and give you give you something to start with. Um, I saw a really good quote about a, a Chat GPT um, because there is a lot of fear about the teachers or kids are going to be writing, you know, having this thing write, uh, or is it going to take over jobs? And somebody said um, Chat GPT is not going to take people's jobs. People that know how to use chat gpt effectively are going to take other people's jobs um so there's still got to be that human element in there so i did that that stuff just uh, fascinates me what else is out there that, that's hot and new well and i'll add to the chat gpt um we've actually used it i'll confess um 
to write some of the emails that we send out to our members. Again, it's at the first draft. It's not, you know, saves a lot of time. And uh, I'm not promoting any products or anything, but I noticed this week there's another one out called School AI, which is chat GPT for schools, for teachers to write your lesson plans, to write your board report, to do your presentations. So all of that right there is, is just going to keep coming. Another really cool thing that we're seeing um, at the convention, Jamie Donnelly, who is our AR, VR expert, artificial reality, virtual reality expert, is going to do a playground on using LIDAR technology. And that stands for something important, but I'll be honest, I don't remember what it is. <laughs> Where they're, they're using some waves or something to ground. And so they're using it to find, you know, buried temples or, or ar archaeological ruins or things like that. And there's some, a lot of things now that are coming out that you can use that with your students using just an iPad Pro. Okay, so not even the expensive LiDAR technology, but now you can do it with that. So I'm, I think changes like this, and we have seen some, um, the DALI, the, all the other things with artificial intelligence, the metaverse, not the Facebook Mark Zuckerberg metaverse, but the real metaverse is really starting to pick up steam. I think we're going to see some amazing things, not now, but in another two, three, four years in education, where our students are going to be perhaps virtually going in there to their science lab to do their science experiments that are more too dangerous for them to do actually in person and, and other things like that. So I, there's just so much new things out there. It's, it's a very exciting time. I, I remember seeing you, Lori. You came down to our district. I was tech director and did a, a keynote. I believe your presentation called, was called The Internet of Things uh, or something to that effect. Um, and, and you sat there and I remember watching you thinking, is she really talking about stuff that exists right now? Cause this is blowing my mind. And when we look at things like, like a chat GPT or LIDAR and think this isn't science fiction, this is happening right now. Um, and of course we all know sometimes educated education is one of the last to get on board. Uh, it's through the efforts of, of organizations like TCA that are helping people uh, incorporate this stuff at a much quicker pace. So thank you for all that. Um, anything else you all want to mention in that realm? Well, before we leave, you've uh, surely got us excited about EdTech in general. We've got us excited about the convention. For people that are listening to us, watching us live right now, and they're interested in TCA, how does one become a member? You don't have to live in Texas. What, what do they need to do to, to, to jump on this wonderful TCA bandwagon? Well, um, they can go to www.tca.org and become a member. It's a whopping $49 a year, and it is self-perpetuating. You pay for one year, and you never have to pay for it again. Why? Because we feel it's important that we have... Yeah, let, 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 let's say that again, Lori. Okay. You say one, one time, $49, and then you're a member for life, wow. or until you tell us you don't want to be, because we feel <laughs> it's important for people to take advantage of all of the resources we can provide for digital teaching and learning. And we have so many. We have an online community that is very busy where people are talking and sharing ideas and resources and, and, and it's really, really important. And I'll also tell you the secret. In May every year, um, in the United States at least, we have something called Teacher Appreciation Week. I believe it's coming May. It's the 8th through the 12th. And that is a time where we thank not just our teachers, certainly them, but all educators who are doing so much for so many kids and TCA joins in on that and every year during that week we have completely free membership for lifetime okay so you can just join during that week 
and be free for the rest of your life and have full access to all of our resources. Or you can put appreciate it and join now and start accessing everything. So if you, if you can't wait till May, it's 49. If, start, if you wait till May, it is completely free for life. And what a wonderful organization TCA is. Uh, Laurie, Ms. Gracie, Dr. Gonzalez, Ronnie, thank you so much for taking time. I know you guys are extremely busy. You've got this huge convention coming up that Ed Leo can't wait to be at. Uh, we are so excited uh, to see our, our existing clients, to maybe meet some new ones. And me personally, uh, getting to reconnect with, with uh, some of the wonderful people from this wonderful organization. We want to thank everyone that has listened to us or watched us tonight. You can find EdTech on Deck on all of your major podcast platforms, your outlets. Don't forget to come visit us at TCA at booth 772. We will be back in February with another episode. And we thank you so much for joining us tonight on EdTech on Deck. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of EdTech on Deck. EdTech on Deck is brought to you by EdLeo, a premier K-12 communication solution helping schools communicate effectively and efficiently with their students, parents, and communities. Learn more about us at www.edleo.com. That's E-D-L-I-O.com. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again for the next episode of EdTech on Deck.